Hello, you're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. My name is Colin Bogart with the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. It is the second Saturday of the month, and, and as always, second Saturday of the month on Bike Talk is LACBC's edition of Bike Talk. Um, we're actually pre-recording this show, and I'm in the studio right now with J.J. Hoffman. Hello. And on the phone with us is Eric Alcaraz. Hola, amigos. ¿Cómo están? We're doing great. We're, you're coming through loud and clear as we adjust the uh, faders down. So uh, the big topic for this edition of uh, Bike Talk is the L.A. River Ride. It's L.A. River Ride time, J.J. Yay. So L.A. River Ride, J.J. J.J., you are the ride coordinator, ride director for L.A. Yes. River Ride. Yes, I am. So do tell. Let's get that microphone right down, pointing straight at you. Thank you. So do tell us what is River Ride? What JJ? is River Ride? Well, River Ride is one of the uh, most fun things you can do on the river, on the Los Angeles River. And yes, Los Angeles has a river, and it has a bike path on it. And you can come uh, with two thousand of your closest friends and ride through. Uh, ride on the L.A. River, see all the birds and smell the wonderful river smells. And then at the place where you have to detour through downtown because the river path is not complete yet, but that's something that this event is working towards. Um, You, along with, again, all your friends are going to detour through downtown and we're going to provide you with uh, all kinds of support so you'll feel strong and empowered to ride on streets maybe you've never seen before. And then you're going to hop back on the path and keep riding and ride through the cities of Maywood and uh, Linwood and Bell and Paramount. We've got all these pit stops along the way. It's a fun ride, not a race. There's 10 different rides to choose from. There's two different start and finish locations to choose from, so you can really enjoy uh, this event, no matter where you live in L.A. County, we start at the Autry National Center in Griffith Park, or you can start at the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. Excellent. So, Eric, uh, you are our master fundraiser at LACBC. It, it, is this a fundraiser, this ride? Yeah, definitely. Um, see, one thing that we're doing with the Bicycle Coalition is we're having lots of fun with bicycles. And since we're having fun with bicycles, we're using River Ride to fundraise. And this is LACBC's biggest fundraise of the year. This is what keeps LACBC rolling mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, throughout the year and working to make the L.A. County healthy, safe, and fun place to ride bicycles. We all like that. Oh, yes. I like that. So uh, that's why uh, participants uh, pay to do this ride, and in exchange for their support, we give them a fun ride that is fully supported with pit stops along the way, food, drinks, restroom stops. Music. uh, Music and there's also marshals that will be riding along in case someone gets a flat tire, in case someone gets some mechanical problems. We also have mechanics waiting at the pit stops, uh, 
it, it's, it's very doable for someone who's thinking, oh, I would like to get into writing, and I don't know if I can do, you know, a, a ride, do it with a group, uh, do it fun, and do it safe. Yes. Um, to Further to Eric's point, uh, this ride appeals. One of the things I love about this ride, uh, as opposed to other rides like it, is it appeals to um, cyclists of all different ages and all different abilities. We have a kid's ride. How long is that kid's ride? Just two miles. And then we've got... So this a, is little kids. Very little kids. And uh-huh. it's uh, we also have a safety rodeo for even smaller kids. Um and uh, there's all these other festive things going on on the kids' ride. And uh, we've also got a century. That's 100 miles. So any, not and for then the we kids. have, not for the kids, but any, <laughs> and then anywhere in between. Other, mile, other distances are 15 miles, um, 36 miles, 25 miles, 50 miles. And 70 miles. So you can do, you know, choose anywhere in between. And if you are one of these people who thinks, I've never done a century, I would like to do a century, this is the century you should try because it's on the riverbed, so it's flat. It's a very achievable century. Uh, So I would definitely urge you to, urge anybody really to challenge themselves. Are you someone that really thinks to themselves, oh, I don't know that, I mean, I can ride 15 miles at one sitting. Challenge yourself to do 25. Challenge yourself to do 50. You really, this is the this is the type of ride where you should go out and challenge yourself because you can actually, with all the support that we're providing, you can really do it. You can, you can push yourself to uh, an area where, you know, maybe you didn't think you could be. And then afterwards, we're going to give you a lovely finishing medal and a beautiful T-shirt and... Um, maybe you'll get a win a prize at our raffle. You can have a beer, get your get your feet massaged and your back Wait, massaged. Beer? beer, beer, beer. There's beer. There's beer. There's beer. beer. <laughs> There's beer. This this year we also have free pictures. All participants we get a free we'll get a free picture of That's them right. in action. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. All the foes are free this year. Wow. Uh, our friends from Photo Crazy will set up their cameras along the LA River, and they will capture everybody as they're riding. And uh, thanks to the Bicycle Coalition, every participant gets their free picture. Wow. Yeah. I want a free picture. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So so you were saying, um, Eric, with the, with the marshals and everything, there, there was a big marshal. There's a lot of preparation that goes into this ride, right? Well, you uh, uh, deserve a lot of credit just for putting the route together. And then uh, once that's set up, and I know that you still been, you were still working on it today, doing the final tune-ups. Yeah, yeah. The, the route uh, is finalized. Then, yeah, and then you know, if we are inviting everyone to come, and we're hoping to have thousands of people there, uh, we also looking how we can make it safe and fun for them. And so that's where the LACBC marshals uh, come in, and this is a group of volunteers who are giving their time and their uh, passion for making the L.A. County uh, more bicycle-friendly place. And they've been helping us. Some of them have been helping us for three and four years. Wow. And, uh, you know, they're very capable. They're very uh, they're capable to help themselves in case of, uh, you know, keep going, and they can help others. They have tools with them. They're very mechanical about uh, about what their knowledge. 
and they're also learning the route. We uh, This past weekend, we took them uh, and checked the route so they can get familiar with it, so they can help others uh, who are riding. So in case they get lost, make sure, first make sure they don't get lost, and in case they do, get them back on, on track. Uh, again, help them out in case they get stranded so they can keep on going and finish the ride. And also, you know, encouraging them and, and learning them about what the Bicycle Coalition is doing because they are, again, they are ambassadors and, and uh, they know well about our work. Excellent. Um, so you mentioned, JJ, something about a kids' festival. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe uh, maybe you want to say a little bit about that. Sure. What's the, 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 there's a kids. We know we there was a kids festival last year. We've had, and a, that was the first year this particular festival was. Well, no, 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 really. no. We've, we've had the kids festival. Uh, I'll just to backpedal a little bit. In 2008, we started a tradition where a, a twofold, where all kids 12 and under could ride for free. Oh, no, there's an important point that we yes. haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, all so kids 12 and under ride free. If your 12 year old can manage to ride 50 miles with you, he's free. So come on and you know register him. But you know there if he are wants to more. Do 15, then he wants he to do, do 15. He wants to do 15. And also, again, we have another special this year um, oh, for yeah? families. Yes, it's the family special. The family special. Two adults and all of your children under 13 can ride for just one low rate of $30. And that's like a huge savings. It's a great yeah. – so if uh, – so really – I really encourage you take this opportunity. Um, get the whole family out because this is – it's a great savings and everybody's going to get T-shirts and the support and the food and the fun. and um, But, but you know, continuing on with the Kids Festival um, – in 2008, we started this tradition where the kids would ride for free, and we were also, thanks to um, the support that we get from the county supervisors and and uh, various um, cities that you know love this ride too, and they mm-hmm. love the work that we do, and they love the, um, the the LA River, and they want people to see it and enjoy it, enjoy the parks that are along it. Um, we've also been able to give um, bicycles to kids who otherwise would not have a bicycle. And um, so over the last uh, five years, we've been we've given out 175 bicycles to Got kids. It. So we have a bike giveaway each year. Yeah, each year we have a bike giveaway, and this year um, we're able to give bikes to teens, which usually I'm only able to give them to smaller kids. But these are brand new bikes; it's a great bike. So mm-hmm. this year, um, our thanks to our the help of our donors um, and sponsors. We're going to give a bunch of bikes. We're going to give 15 bikes to teenagers. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. How very cool. How very cool. And uh, But this year we're working with First 5 LA. Yay. Yay. And they this this kid's ride is really being sponsored by First 5. And so thanks to them, we're going to really be able to make this festival really special. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know also we're releasing, in partnership with First 5 LA, we're releasing a, a family biking guide, uh, which is geared for – it's written for mothers and fathers of young children, basically newborns all the way through toddler years. And it's uh, it's actually – we have to give a nod to the San Francisco Bike Coalition, which wrote the bulk of the content and allowed us to borrow it. Uh, but First 5 LA, I know, is recreating that content into an, uh, a bilingual guide 
that uh, we're going to be debuting at the River Ride. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and we'll be handing those out, no doubt, at the Kids Festival. Um, so, you know, anybody out there, if you've got, you know, if you, if you have kids 12 and under who even have a slight interest in bicycles, there's kind of no reason not to bring them by, um, and, and have some fun and, and get some information at the same time. It'll be a little bit of safety training going on at the Autry. And then the, the two mile kids ride is kind of, it's kind of new, kind of not new. I mean, we've done little kids rides that were just sort of like. A very small circuit, but this time we're yeah. actually taking them out onto the path. And we've got a lot of support. I mean, over the years, as we've grown, we've we've just met really wonderful people who are willing to come and help out and lend their expertise. Uh, yes, Sports is on board, and also um, uh, a group called Runs, Run Kids Run. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got these trained instructors who are going to be there with your kids. But, you know, we want adults to come and be with their kids as well. Yes. So we're going to escort you out onto the river path and ride with the kids. And it'll be great because the kids will really get to experience this, you know, class one bikeway and see the birds. And it's just going to be wonderful. Usually we've had them do a, this a circuit around a, um, a closed parking, a closed lot, parking lot. But, <laughs> but this, this year be a lot better. we're getting them on the path and we're really excited about that. And um, it's just going to be super cute. And then, of course, they can enjoy the safety rodeo. And um, get their helmet fitted and decorated. and Oh, yeah. There's going to be crafts and a bike wash and helmet decorating. Got to have that. Yeah. They have a great time. This kids' festival is just super, super cute. And it's just fun that we're doing this at the same time. You've got these really um, trained, hardcore athletes out there pumping mm-hmm. and doing 100 miles. And then they come back and we all party together. Woo. So now we're also – yay, Eric, did you want to add something? Uh, well, like, didn't you guys have said it all? And so I guess uh, – Actually, I have a question for – oh, go ahead. Well, definitely uh, on June 22nd, on Sunday, June 22nd, we will have a bike ride for every age from 3 to 93 Yep. And for every uh, ability, uh, so even if you don't know, uh, you know, little kids are going to learn how. And if you are an adult and you don't know, I will still extend an invitation to come and see this bicycle festival that we are putting together. We are not going to teach you that day how to ride a bicycle, but we are going to give you an exposure to bicycles and what the bicycle culture in LA is like. And you will be so excited that you're going to want to learn how to ride and get your own bike. <laughs> that sounds great. I do have to ask you though. I hear that there's a, I hear that there's a rivalry brewing between El Pedal and somebody else here in town. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, yeah. You know, El, El Pedal has a lot of friends. Uh huh. And so, because he is a luchador by nature. Sometimes some of these friends, they just want to take him down. You know? <laughs> they want they just want to feel how strong El Pedal can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a particular uh, friend of El Pedal's name is Carlos Morales, uh-huh. a.k.a. El Luchador del Pueblo. Ah. Uh, met with El Pedal at the Metro Bike Night. Uh-huh. And what started with a hug and how are you, compadre, how you doing? turn into a 
a match that lasted for three rounds. And, of course, Carlos that day took the victory, but this time El Pedal wants revenge. Oh. So El Pedal actually went and challenged Carlos to come to River Ride. And I think they are going to bump bellies. At least. <laughs> and they're going to get on their bicycles and they're going to ride. And Carlos is bringing all of his friends from the East Side Bike Club and everyone else that he is um, friendly and, and uh, his fans. Them all to River Ride. This, this year, River Ride is going to be amazing in terms of how many people are coming. And yeah, you know, El Pedal will be there for sure. So for those of you that are looking for an opportunity to take a picture with El Pedal or take him down, he will be there. He will be there. And there's going to be a, what, a, what do you call it? A, it's not a throwdown. It's, what do you call it? It's a, it's a, it's a well, it's just Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Yes. There we go. Lucha Libre. So it's going to, wow, Lucha so it's, Lucha Libre on top of everything else. It's going to be a very multicultural event because we're also going to have um, Taiwanese dancers. We, we're being sponsored <laughs> by the Taiwan Tour, Tourism Bureau. It's just one of our many sponsors. And they're going to bring their Taiwanese dancers out. And, of course, we'll have LA River Swim Team, which has been a fantastic tradition. They're a great little punk band. And um, everybody loves them. Um, and we also are going to have this a fabulous art installation called River Wings, which I am really looking forward to. So uh-huh. lots of wonderful new surprises this year. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Eric, I wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, I hear there's a way to, to – uh, a really great way to help out the Bike Coalition. And in the process, you also get a free ride. Yes, definitely. We still, we still are in the pre-production phase of River Ride. And so if you volunteer your time to help us with this pre-production, you can earn a free ride. There you go. Um, yeah, so there's, there's uh, stuff going on um, tomorrow. I mean, we, this is coming out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, this will be... Saturday, after, after Saturday, we still have um, the coming Friday, which is the 21st. We have a lot going on at headquarters of LACBC. Uh, Got to put stuff together and then start uh, putting it in the truck, loading the truck, um, and then moving it on Saturday the twenty. Uh, that was the, that's Friday the twentieth. Uh, Saturday the twenty-first. Uh-huh. We had to do the setup uh, at the Outre Museum, um, right next to the Outre Museum at the Long. Uh-huh. We also doing setup in Long Beach. Right. And we're marking the path, too. Exactly. Yeah, there's also route marking happening on Saturday. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. There's lots of ways to help. So, so what you're saying, I guess, is volunteers are kind of important to this event. I don't think we could be able to do this event without the volunteers. Yep. And uh, we have some awesome volunteers who keep coming back to help us year after year. Every year we meet new people. Uh, we uh, because we appreciate what volunteers do for us. We are going to take care of the volunteers. Um, every volunteer gets a T-shirt. Uh, volunteers who help us for more than eight hours, either in the same day or two, three days in a row, they get an LECBC membership for a year. 
So, yeah, and, and there's, uh, I understand we also need a few more marshals. So if you are a strong rider and you have mechanical skills, we can still train you to help us. Um, uh, we can do that in, in this last week, in this previous week before River Ride. So we still need some help, especially uh, marshals who are willing to start and finish at, uh, from Long Beach. From Long Beach, okay. I mean, that's also, that's another new ride, too, is we've got a Century Ride. The Century Ride from Long Beach is new. It's new this year, we yes. We didn't do a Century Ride from Long Beach last no, year. No, no, we didn't. So we, Yeah, so you can, if you want to start and finish in Long Beach, you have three choices. You can do a Century, you can do 70 miles, and you can do a 25-mile Long Beach loop. The 25-mile Long Beach loop is not on, actually, on the L.A. River. It's really mostly... Uh, centered around Long Beach. Yeah, mostly in and around Long Beach. It's such a beautiful place to ride a bicycle. It's, you know, it's yeah. great. The route includes a lot of key bike infrastructure that have, that's been put in the city of Long Beach, like within the last couple of years. You get to see the highlights. The infamous uh, Green Shero Lane on 2nd Street, the Vista mm-hmm. Street Bicycle Boulevard, the protected bike lanes on 3rd Street and Broadway. What more could you want? Yeah. So, in fact, I know some people, I think my girlfriend's dad was talking about going down to Long Beach to do that one because he's done the 36 and he's done the 50 and he doesn't really he doesn't really feel up for a 70. You have to give the guy credit. He's like 73 years old. Nice. Um, and he was telling me the other day, he's like, oh, I'm thinking I might go down to Long Beach and do that Long Beach 25-mile ride. I'm curious about that. And cool. I was like, well, that would be great. Yeah. We would love it if you did that. I love going down to Long Beach. It's just so, so beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be a great day. All right. So uh, uh, let's see. Before we um, um, make a couple of phone calls, um, I guess I just wanted to ask one other question, sort of open-ended. And, Eric, I'd like to see if you could answer this question for me. So why why is a river ride important? Uh, well, I would say, first of all, because it showcases a section of the city that is – uh, full of beautiful flora and fauna. Everyone who lives in the city deserves an opportunity to come see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Also because uh, the uh, the river runs 51 miles, and uh, we as the Bicycle, bicycle Coalition are, are working on completing 50, this 51 miles of bicycle path along the river. And when that happens, uh, we will have a beautiful greenway that will be called the Greenway 2020 connecting um, the valley with Long Beach through downtown. Um, it's also important because, uh, again, it's our biggest fundraiser, and, you know, we we uh, depend on the support and the participation of all the Angelinos and people that come from outside so that we can carry on with our work. Very well said. JJ, anything you'd like to add to that? Well, um, no, I think really Eric said it all. You know, Greenway 2020, that is something um, that is, you know, means a lot to me. And we're a partner in that effort. Who's uh, our partner on that? Who the, are the big names? LA River Corps uh-huh. is a partner, is a, the major partner the on major that. major partner. And, uh-huh. Folar and is probably. Folar and the Parks Department and uh-huh. um, uh, MRCA. Okay. Uh, Mountains Rivers Conservancy. Um, yeah, we're that Greenway 2020, we seek to complete all 51 miles of L.A. River bike path, and that includes revitalizing the river, mm-hmm. um, creating filters, um, 
using the LA River as an ir- uh, irrigation system. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, we really want to make the river something that's special, and it's in, it's an important resource. Uh, when the when the river channel was built, it was built sort of to be like something that you would turn your back on. Now we're looking at it in a different way. We're we're facing the river, and we want to make it beautiful and and clean and an important sort resource for us. And just think of that fifty one miles of class one bikeway um, for for all of you cyclists to ride on and getting through downtown. Especially, I just feel like getting through downtown on a class one bikeway would. It would save a lot of lives as well. Certainly. And it would just encourage a lot more people to do it. Encourage a lot more people, yeah. All right. It's just a wonderful thing. Well, cool. Um, All right. Well, um, I think we're going to get uh, some other folks on the phone to talk a little bit more about uh, River Ride in just a second. You're listening to Bike Talk on KPFK. Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. I'm Colin Bogart with the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition, and we're talking about LACBC's River Ride. It's annual river ride, uh, um, bike ride on the L.A. River. Uh, it's our biggest annual fundraiser. And on the phone now I have Jen Klausner, the executive director from uh, the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us for a minute. Thanks for including me. Yeah. So we were just uh, uh, introduce, you know, talking about River Ride, and, and Eric was talking with us a little bit about uh, what it means to him. And I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us what does, uh, what does River Ride mean to you and, and, and why is it important in relationship to the LACBC? Well, I mean, I think River Ride is in, in some sense kind of synonymous with LACBC in that it has been our signature event for now 14 years. Um, and more than that, it's really been our bread and butter. The, um, the ride is one of our largest annual fundraisers and it has grown every year. So just to put it in some perspective for me personally, when I came on board at LACBC in 2007, it was in late summer. It was after River Ride. So I was already um, kind of getting it, getting to know the organization when River Ride of that year came around, but I was not the executive director yet. And so I thought, well, I better know what this Los Angeles River Ride thing is about. And so I signed up as a rider, and I just kind of as an anonymous person, I went and I, I was a river rider, and I had a great experience that year. Um, as a participant in LA River Ride. And since then, over the years that I have worked with this incredible team that puts this event together, um, it has only gotten better and better. Like there is effort put in every year to make the ride bigger and better and make everyone's experience more complete and more fun. So every year we're really building on past successes. Um, both in terms of the quality of the ride and the experience that you have that day, and also in terms of communicating what we are doing as an organization 365 days a year to those thousands of riders who show up on that June day for River Ride. So it's really an incredible opportunity for us. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad we put it on. A, a little bit of a strange year because we moved it back a few weeks. Um, so I think we're all kind of in this like suspension mode, but we are really excited for River Ride coming up in a couple of weekends. 
Well, that reminds me also, we moved it back. There was there was a logic behind that, was there not, JJ? Yes. Um, for can so we many, share that? Yes, we that, can share that. That's not top secret, is it? No, it's not top secret. Okay, good. I'm glad a, I a did. Little, a little inside information for all inside of you. Inside scoop. Um, the AIDS Life Cycle ride has, for the last, one, three, four, five years, three, I think. Three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, ten we, years. We have, um, <laughs> you really, you couldn't do both. You could not do AIDS Life Cycle and do the river ride you had you had to choose so it conflicted on the saturday and and um the the folks the good folks at aids life cycle asked us very nicely (laughs) if we would please move our ride and we couldn't they they asked us last year and we couldn't and i said well but i'll think about it for next year and then they asked us again very nicely and i i looked at the calendar and i figured out a way to do it so um we pushed the ride back so that um, folks who wanted to do AIDS Life Cycle could do AIDS Life Cycle. And so now, all you folks within the sound of my voice that have done AIDS Life Cycle, welcome back. And join us at the River Ride. <laughs> all right. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, now that you can do both, please do. Or if you're if you're too pooped, come and volunteer. Or just come and hang out and see what we're all about. Or do the shorter ride and just yeah, make it an ride. easy spin. Yeah, yeah, do the Here shorter ride and... Um, you know, I'm sure you're probably jonesing to ride anyway, right? Because uh, it's the thing about riding; it's addictive. Yeah. So, Jen, I didn't. I I had forgotten that you did the ride just as an anonymous participant yeah. before. I have to say, I'm a, I'm a little jealous because I've actually never ever done the river ride as an anonymous participant. I've always I did. I JJ did. did. You did yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That's. In 2002, I did. And that was actually what introduced me to the the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. That's why I wanted to do it, because I heard that there was this thing called the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition, and I had to know more, and I had to – I was desperate. I was looking for anybody. Who who can I volunteer with? How can I – you know, mm-hmm. I would did the ride, but I wanted to also be a part of it and, and be a part of the magic and help, help, help. Got it. So River Ride brings people to it really the LACBC. Does. It does. All right. Jen, do you uh, anything else you wanted to add? Like, what? Why? You know, why? You know, what? There's all this fundraising going on. What's that for? It's so that we can keep doing the work that we do for all the people who ride bikes and who want to ride bikes in Los Angeles County. Um, it's not the easiest thing to have an organization like this going all year round, year after year. Um, but one of the ways that we have been able to do that is by having successful river rides year after year, and that really brings our folks together. So um, it helps us to do the work that we do towards our mission, Um, and we really cannot continue to exist without that fundraising that comes to us through river rides. So it is very important for all the people who ride bikes in Los Angeles County. Yeah. Very neatly said. Thank you. All right. Well, Jen, uh, thanks again for taking uh, some time out of your evening to talk with us. Uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to give Alec Bartrosoff uh, a call and talk a little bit about and talk with him um, about some of the some of that very work that you just mentioned. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Nice talking with you all, and see everyone at River Ride on the twenty second. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks. And you're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. That was Jen Klausner, the executive director for the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. And as she mentioned, uh, River Ride is important because it supports 
all of the work that the LACBC does. And um, I've got Alec Bartrasoff, the Policy and Campaigns Manager for LACBC, on the phone right now. Hi, Alec. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us for a couple of minutes. Of course. Happy to be here. Terrific. Um, so I should I should mention again, we mentioned it earlier in the show, we're actually pre-recording this show on Thursday, or I mean on Tuesday. Um, and um, the reason I mention that is because uh, you've got a few projects working right now, one of which is very significant because there's a meeting coming up between now when we're, when we're recording and when we're actually going to put this show up on, on the podcast. And maybe you could talk a little bit about what I'm hinting at. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of good stuff happening in the city of L.A., um, and uh, I'm keeping very busy with doing a lot of campaigns throughout the city. Uh, one of the ones that's really uh, uh, highlighted one for the time being, it's a, it's a hot topic, is the proposed bike lanes on North Figueroa in northeast L.A. that runs through Glassville Park, Highland Park. Um, and there's a really important community meeting that's uh, going to happen on Thursday. Um, so uh, we're expecting a lot of people to come out. This is the second of two meetings that Councilman Cedillo has uh, scheduled um, to gather community feedback, um, and we're really looking forward to it. There are a lot of people in Northeast LA that are passionate about this issue, um, not just for bicyclists, for, but just for general public safety. Um, North Figueroa doesn't have a really good uh, track record for keeping pedestrians and bicyclists and even drivers safe on that street. Um, so we're really hoping to to transform that street. And there's a lot of a lot of passionate people and uh, safety advocates that are going to come out and help us spread that word. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to that. We'll see what happens. Do any 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 are you venturing any guess what you think might happen, or do you want to just stay away from that? Um, you know, it's been tough so far. Um, the playing field has not been uh, neutral or or friendly. Um, so we're trying really hard to reach out to people at a very basic level and, and talk to people about what the safety benefits are for this project. And like I said before, that goes beyond just bicyclists. Um, so we've been trying extra hard to convey that message to average people that are on the street that are not normally engaged with local issues. Um, So that's been a challenge for us. Um, Usually it's pretty easy for us to get people out and and turn out in numbers, but um, we also have a council office that's also very engaged and has been doing, you know, his rounds of uh, community outreach and going door knocking and and doing phone banking um, at their office. So um, they have their way of doing their outreach and we have our way and we're hoping that you know, in the end, we'll have a successful outcome. Mm-hmm. the The previous meeting was was very heavily attended, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was done at Nightingale Middle School um, a couple weeks ago. I think it was in May. I can't remember the exact date, uh, but I, if I recall correctly, there were about three hundred people that showed up. Wow! Um, and it was it was pretty evenly split where we had about 50 people that were very supportive of the project and and the other 50% were either unsure of the project, were there to learn more, or were just adamantly opposed to any changes to North Figueroa. Um, So the turnout was really great. It's, you know, of the the two years that I've been doing this, it it was the most heavily attended meeting that I had ever been to. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, there are a lot of passionate people on both sides. Um, 
and you know some people are just confused they don't know what's going on um they're wondering why they chose this street and not another street and you know how come the community was never told about it so those issues always come up when we have when we talk about projects like this uh-huh and is there any misinformation that you can sort of demystify or, or clear up right here and now while we're talking about it? Um, I think for this particular case, it's not so much the misinformation, but the fact that there has not been much information being distributed. So um, that's kind of the frustration that we've had with the council office is that um, the only information that they're giving residents is that DOT is proposing a bike lane on North Figueroa. It will remove a travel lane. Do you support it or not? Um, and when you when you phrase when you frame questions like that, um, people are very um, defensive and think, "Why would I? Why would you remove a travel lane for you know the five bicyclists that use that street every day?" Um, uh-huh. And I, I think that a lot of times w- when the city is proactive about something and they're they're looking to the benefits of a project, they they mention those while they're doing outreach, um, mm-hmm. and none of that is being conveyed to residents as they're being approached about this project. So nobody is told that there have been nine fatalities on this corridor in the last ten years. Nobody's talking about the 822 injuries over the past ten years. So. The safety numbers aren't included. Um, the benefits are not included. Um, all all that is mentioned is that a bike lane will be installed at the expense of a travel lane. Um, and I think that's what has really divided people in the community, and that's why you have a lot of passionate people on both sides, because the information isn't out there and people aren't fully informed. I see. And is it, is a final decision being made as part of this meeting? Um, you know, we're not, nobody's quite sure what's going to happen. Um, we know that two meetings were to be scheduled for outreach and this is the second meeting. Uh Um, I don't know if a a declaration will be made at the meeting or, you know, there's going to be some time in between the meeting and 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 a final decision. Um, we have not been given that information. So <clears throat> maybe we'll be we'll know more information by the time you hear this. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but as of right now, uh, we're not sure what the process is like. It really is up to the the specific council member. I mean, he he or she will decide what the out, the timeline is, what the project is going to end up looking like. Um, all those details hinge on the support of the council office. Got it. Okay. Um Okay, uh, so there's the North Figueroa bike lanes. Um, that's one thing. Um, and, of course, by the time people hear this program, something will have happened. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what other campaigns you're uh, working on? Um, there's still some lingering projects from last year that should have been approved by now. Um, the ones that I'm thinking of off the top of my head that have been um, uh have gotten the attention of a lot of our supporters is Westwood, um, Westwood Boulevard on the west side, and then Lancashire in the valley. Um, and then, of course, there's Hyperion Bridge, which has been which has been a struggle, but I think ultimately we we won that one. Um, but those are three projects that really stand out in in terms of what's happening and, and what's in the works right now. Uh-huh. Um, so we know that with. The, with Mayor Garcetti and his Great Streets initiative, 
Um, both Lancashire and Westwood have been identified as corridors that are of importance to those communities, um, and they want to upgrade them, you know, by making it more pedestrian-friendly and bike-friendly, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are projects that we have our eyes on. Um, Lancashire, as I understand, um, a decision will be made soon whether or not bike lanes will be um, a part of that equation or not. Uh-huh. Um, to clarify, the Great Street um, initiative has identified Lancashire north of Chandler, and the the, pri- the campaign that we've been working on has been between uh, Chandler and Ventura. Uh, I see. So a different so section. Not, yeah, it's not the same section, but it's very much related. Uh-huh. Um, and as I understand, Councilman Krikorian at Council District 2 um, will make a decision sometime this month um, whether or not there will be bike lanes on that street. I see. Um, so that's a campaign we've been working on for two years. Um, Westwood has also been about that time length. Uh-huh. Um, Councilman Koretz at CD5 is, is weighing his options. He's already come out against um, Westwood on the southern segment that would connect you to the future Expo Line station. Uh-huh. Um, but DOT has decided to come out with proposing bike lanes on Westwood in the village closer to UCLA. Um, so the dynamics are a little bit different. There are fewer uh, homeowner stakeholders, and there are more business stakeholders. Uh-huh. Um, so we're hoping we can use that to our advantage and really talk about the benefits of bike lanes uh, to business activity, economic activity. Um, and we have a we have a, a business group, the Westwood Village Association, that is open-minded to these kind of ideas. Um, so we're looking forward to having conversations with those stakeholders and. And hopefully something good will come out of that. We'll see. Okay. And then, um, so you said those were those are projects that you've been working on for some time now. Is there any other newer brewing projects? I think there's, I believe you've been talking about one other project. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a really exciting project coming up now. Um, I've been doing preliminary outreach for the past few months for Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so that's a really big project that we are we are spearheading to advocate for, um, and that is basically um, where the bike lanes end at Sunset, um, and that's where uh, Hollywood connects up all the way through to like downtown Hollywood, uh-huh. um, and th- that's being proposed now. Um, the city is going to start doing their round of stakeholder meetings this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been out there at the Hollywood Farmer's Market, you know, having tables once a month. And, you know, we've been gathering signatures and letting people know about the safety benefits. Um, 2,000 injuries in the last 10 years on that street. Um, 2,000? Yes, wow. 2,042 wow. injuries. And, and you know, it's kind of expected. There's a lot of pedestrian activity. There's three metro stations where a lot of people walk and bike to. Um, there's a lot of buzz on that street, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's a perfect candidate uh, for traffic calming. You know, we realize that there's a lot of density in that area, and a lot of people are, are not driving. Mm-hmm. Parking is expensive. You have a lot of um, alternative transportation options along that corridor. And there really isn't a w- east-west uh, bike corridor other than Fountain, which is just Sharrow's. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really putting... We're putting a lot of energy into this one, and we're hoping for its success. Um, we know that the council member is open-minded, 
Um, we don't know his exact position, but I think that, you know, he understands the benefits of adding bike infrastructure to a city and, and realizes the importance of that. So we're really looking forward to that project. Got it. Something to, something to keep our eyes on in the coming months, right? Yes, definitely. We, we, we do, and we are looking for more volunteers, you know. I'm I'm one staff person that's dedicated to spearhead all and throughout the city, and Hollywood is just one of several streets that we're advocating for this year. Um, so we are looking for volunteers. If anybody's interested, I recommend they check out our bike ambassador program. Yeah, maybe you could tell, describe the bike ambassador program just briefly for anybody who maybe isn't familiar. What exactly is that? Yeah, so the Bike Ambassador Program started two years ago. It's an effort in the city of Los Angeles specifically. And what we've done is we've broken down the city into five distinct areas, which are the Valley, West Side, Central, um, East, Northeast L.A., and South L.A. Um, and we're basically looking for volunteers in those areas that are, that are very localized super volunteers um, that are willing to help out with campaigns, organizing events, um, helping out with behind-the-scenes stuff, coming out to a neighborhood council meeting, um, really are the, the boots-on-the-ground advocates in their own neighborhood. Um, it's, it's much more effective to have volunteers come out and advocate for something um, to elected officials that represent them over me coming from downtown and saying I'm from a countywide organization. Um, so we're really looking for local help, local volunteers to help me do my job and, and advocate for bike infrastructure in their neighborhood. I see. And we have a section on the website where people can sign up for that, right? Yeah. Um, if you just Google Bike Ambassador, we should be the first uh, link that comes up. Um, but it's the, the Neighborhood Bike Ambassador Program, and you can find that on our website. Yeah, or you can just go to la-bike.org, and it, there's an icon sort of in the middle of the homepage with the Bike Ambassador logo, and you click on that. Yes, we, there's a thumbnail on the homepage, and you can definitely click on that. You can read a little bit more about it, um, and then there's a, there's a sign-up form that you can fill out uh, right on that page. Terrific. Well, um, great Great to hear about the work that you're doing. Um, we've been talking about how River Ride supports the work that the LACBC does, and so it's nice to hear uh, from you specifically about what you're doing, and it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. And I'll be interested to see how Hollywood Boulevard shakes out. And, of course, um, you know, I'm, I'm dying to find out what happens on Thursday at this meeting as well. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things going on. So we hope that you're, you stay in touch with us, um, you know, whether it's through Twitter or Facebook or you get our weekly newsletter. There's always something going on, and inevitably we will be in your neighborhood. So I hope, I hope our listeners stay in touch with us. All right. Thank you, Alec. Of course. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. You're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. I'm Colin Bogart with the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. Second Saturday of the month, which is the LACBC edition of Bike Talk. Uh, we are just talking to Alec Bartrosoft, the policy and campaigns manager for LACBC, talking about um, the work that he's been doing, exciting stuff. Uh, now we've got on the phone with us Damian Kevitt. Hi, Damian. 
Hi. Hi. Um, LACBC has been really fortunate uh, in that we get to work with some amazing people and organizations here in L.A. and throughout L.A. County. And uh, Damien is one such amazing individual that I uh, feel privileged to know and to have uh, been working with over the past months. Um, Damien, uh, we we hooked up with you for a little thing called Finish the Ride, no? Yeah, yeah, a little, a little shindig that we had uh, a little over a month ago here. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to beg to differ here on what you just said. I, I kind of feel like I was the fortunate one to be able to uh, uh-huh. up with LA County Bicycle uh-huh. Coalition, and really, it's it's become another family for me. Uh, all the people there, and uh, such. I mean, just everyone is such a a close, hardworking group that I've I've gotten to know, you know, almost all of you now very well. And uh, really, I mean, I'll say it, and I'll I'll say it. I'll stand on the mountain and say it. Really, the best, uh, well organized, most effective. Um, uh, active transportation bicycling group, you know, around in terms of actually resulting in change. So, I just, I mean, my hats off are are to you. So, well, thank you, thank you, Shucks. thank you so much. So, oh gosh, well, now uh, maybe we should. So, maybe we should just for anybody who's not familiar, maybe maybe you could tell the folks listening. So what? You know, I'd like to talk a little bit about our connection with you for the event, finish the ride, and then and then talk about what's what you're doing now and and how it connects with LACBC. Yeah, so you know, finish the ride was uh, was born out of uh, you know tragedy in terms of my accident February of 2013, and uh, where I you know lost my right leg, almost lost my left, dragged underneath the car, hit and run. Uh, for nearly a quarter of a mile from the streets of Griffith Park down uh, the 5 freeway. And uh, from that point, you know, I started fighting for just survival, obviously, and to mm-hmm. be able to live. And, and as I was able to recover, I began fighting for the subject of bicycle safety and awareness of hit and runs in general. And... Um, as I said earlier, I was fortunate enough to, to team up with L.A. County Bicycle Coalition, and we put on just an amazing ride. I mean, it, it really was. Yeah, it was put together in record time. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, this funny story. I talked to this gal who worked over at Disney. Uh-huh. I won't say her name so that I uh, don't embarrass the mouse. But um, <laughs> I was talking with her, and um, you know, she said, I want to help us finish the ride. And... I was talking about Finish the Ride, and I mentioned that, you know, we put together this event in about three to four months, and she went speechless. She's, you know, she goes, you know, three to four months, there's no way we at Disney could put together an event like what you're doing in three to four months. It would take us six months to a year. (laughs) The amount of exposure that you have and the amount of uh, people who are following you and your ride and three to four months, that's impossible. And, And I was like... I don't know what to say. You know, it's a subject that people are passionate about. Mm-hmm. They want to live, you know? So that's that's really where Finish the Ride is at. It's a subject of life. Yeah. And it's continuing, yes? It is. Uh, you know, the ride was very successful with over 700 cyclists and over 800 people in attendance. 
um, tens of thousands of dollars of money raised for LA County Bicycle Coalition and Challenge Athletes Foundation. And um, we had massive media exposure. I mean, literally four pieces that went nationwide, I think about 14 different media pieces overall. So it really accomplished its goal. And from there, uh, we have a lot of things that are coming. Besides Finish the Ride in 2015, there's a lot of uh, future things that I won't, I won't say on the air, but I can just tell you it makes Finish the Ride look small. I mean, it makes it look like just child's play mm. compared to what we're about to launch onto. And it both scares me and excites me because it's just orders of magnitude larger. And uh-huh. that's what we need to do. It's the, it's the size of impact that we need to be at in order to save the number of lives that I want to save. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> and so now you are also, um, and LACB is right there. LACBC is right there with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah no, again, continuing to work together with them, and honestly, it wouldn't be possible without their help. So uh, it's a great partnership. The feelings are mutual, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so now I hear you're training for a ride. Yes. You know, uh, JJ, I, I, I wasn't even done with Finish the Ride, and JJ happened to blurt out, oh, by the way, you're going to be our Grand Marshal on the <laughs> River Ride. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, I wanted to. I mean, it's an honor, and um, you, you know, to stand up in front of all of our participants and say a few words and and send them off, and, you know, it. You're going to have all eyes on you, and uh, I couldn't think of a better person to be to take that honor this year than you. Well, I was I was definitely uh, I was both a little bit shocked. Uh, <laughs> honored is definitely a good word. It was in true classic JJ style, and the fact that she didn't even ask me, she just <laughs> <laughs> I assigned it to you. <laughs> Did not have a choice on that no. one. Well, um, you're in good company because Daryl Hannah was was our ride, was our was ride, our ride marshal, marshal a few years ago. She wore my helmet. Daryl Hannah, <laughs> Mayor Villaraigosa, Damian Kevitt. <laughs> there you go. I'll take it. Yeah, no, Daryl Hannah's a lot cuter than me. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, the LA River Ride is so well-known in the bicycling and the exercise event uh, community as really a a standard in terms of rides. And to be the grand marshal of that, uh, I don't know, I was was actually, I thought it was great, (laughs) except for the fact that it means that really if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it in style. And I've never done a 100-mile ride before, so I'm doing a 100-mile ride. Wow. First century. Wow, this is your first century. This is my first one. You know, <laughs> I, I guess I don't do things small because, you know, okay, great. They're going to take off my leg, and, and a year and a half later, I'm going to do a century. What am I, nuts? <laughs> <laughs> How far you've come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, it, how's, the, training, how's the training going? Uh, it's, I, I'm pushing my mileage. Uh, I think I did, I did 100 miles. Uh, the other week, this last week was a little bit less. I think it's about 80 miles. I'm going to try to push it up a little bit more so that I, I hit about 120 miles in, in seven days and uh, take it up from there. I'm going to try to do 150 miles in a week before the ride. But I don't have very many days left, so 
we're gonna we're just gonna push this. I'm basically, <laughs> you know, I have physical therapy still three times a week, and what do I do? I ride my bicycle to and from physical therapy, and these are some long rides. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A good so, idea. You know, most people go to physical therapy because they're somewhat disabled. I uh-huh. go to physical therapy so that I can ride forty miles in a day. Uh huh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, I wish you the best of luck on this century ride. That's very exciting. Your first century is not only just your first century, but it's you're you're the grand marshal. Yeah, and tell Damien, tell um uh, about your personal escorts. You just told me this this morning. Oh, I I, I told JJ about this. Um, I was down with LAPD working on parts of my uh, plan for. Uh, handling hit and runs and traffic problems across the city, talking with a very nice gal, a lieutenant in the traffic division, and she had just gotten a new bicycle, very avid bicyclist. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the LA River ride. I'm going to do the 70 miles. And I'm like, well, I'm the Grand Marshal, and I'm going to do my first 100 miles. And she looked at me, and she's like, can I ride with you? Of course, of course, you can ride with me, and uh, I, you know, I'm. She's she's a a tough chick. This 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 lady is very tough. I mean, she. Um, I'm like you. You might be pulling me along the way. I hope you bring a tow rope, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We'll we'll have a good time. All right. Well, you you certainly won't be in any danger while you ride with her. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be packing while she's, uh, you know, riding with me, but I'm not going to be too concerned. <laughs> Very cool. So, Grand Marshal, first century ride. Um, uh, anything you want to add or from your perspective? Um, what river ride, What anything else that river ride means to you that maybe we haven't talked about? Well, you know, we talked about doing the 100-mile ride and – Really, that's a benchmark for any any cyclist. I mean, that's that's like doing your first marathon. And, and I'm going to be running the LA Marathon after this. So I'm I'm training for the LA River Ride 100 miles, and then as soon as I finish that, I'll be starting my training for the LA Marathon. But Damien, do you ever is, do you ever just sit down and relax? No, he doesn't. Uh, I do that every night. Every night between you know, the eight, one and one and eight a.m., I'm I'm just relaxing and doing nothing. I feel quite bad about it actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, sidetrack. <laughs> um, no, I, I. One thing I really like about LA River Ride is, um, it's it's a cycling event for all types of cyclists, all ages, all experience levels. So while we're talking about a hundred mile ride, and that really is a benchmark for you know experienced cyclists, it's got you know mileage and and gradients for anyone. So, you know, whether you haven't ridden in in years and just want to get out and be with people and socialize and enjoy yourself, uh, or you want to, you know, push your limits and show the world what you can do, you've got all gradients on River Ride, and it's just, and it supports a great organization. So it's, it's a very much a win-win-win sort of ride. Fabulous. Thank you. Well, we look forward to seeing you there on June twenty second, and um, and uh, and giving you a big high five when you finish your your first century ride. Absolutely, I, I look forward to it as well. All right, Damien. Well, th- thank you very much. Um, we appreciate all that you've done, um, and we we look forward to to riding with you 
on the 22nd. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us this evening. Absolutely. My pleasure. And we will talk later, no doubt. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And once again, that was Damien Kevitt from Finish the Ride, um, whom the LACBC has been working with um, for the event that he did, a big bike ride not too long ago. And and now we're very excited to uh, have him on board as our ride marshal for the LA River Ride this coming June 22nd. And uh, I think perhaps we've, all this time, we've, we've, Neglected to mention that uh, all the information about the River Ride is on the LACBC's website at la-bike.org slash riverride. So that's about as simple as that gets. Um, And so if you haven't guessed, if you haven't figured it out already, but I'm sure you have, we have this big bike ride coming up on June 22nd. It's a lot of fun, and we really want you to come out, have a good time, and enjoy yourself Enjoy the ride, enjoy the day, and in the process, feel great about supporting the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition and the work we, that we do. You know, you've heard a little bit about the work that we did through that we do through uh, from Alec and Jen and from Damien. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we do that we even even really touched on uh, very much. I mean, we have we have local chapters in various parts of L.A. County. I think we're up to 13 now, and more coming. And we're super excited about that. Uh, L.A. County is a big place, folks, 88 cities plus unincorporated areas. There's a lot of work to be done. And um, uh, we're very excited about all the local chapter uh, local chapters that are doing great work as well. And um, coming out and doing the River Ride helps support those local chapters also. So uh, mark your calendars, Sunday, June 22nd. Uh, you can either start from Griffith Park and ride southbound. Or you can start down in Long Beach and head upriver. Or you can do a nice loop around Long Beach. So once again, Sunday, June 22nd, LA-bike.org slash Riverride. Anything else you want to add, JJ, before we sign off? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to... Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast, LACBC edition. We'll see you next month. I've got to the bike, you can ride it if you like it. Go to the bar, sit a bell and bridge and things to make it look good. I'd give it to you if I could, but I borrowed it. The June 12th meeting on the Figueroa bike lane at Franklin High School in Northeast Los Angeles was a disappointment to many. I spoke to several, including teacher and mother, Karen Croner Valdivia. I've never really seen a city council meeting run this inefficiently and with this sort of uh, like measured way of trying to keep the crowd silent, absolutely silent. We were told we couldn't even clap, that if people clapped, uh, they would stop the meeting. Um, We were told any kind of shouting out, anything was just not going to be allowed. And the way we were spoken to, too, Sharon Lowe was speaking to us as if we were a group of kindergartners, which was really insulting. So they pass out an agenda, and then they didn't even stick to their own agenda. And uh, Councilmember Cidio just kind of rambled on and on about his own staff members, which didn't really have much to do with what the meeting was supposed to be about. Um, they presented some slides saying at the May 9th meeting that the, there was no clear uh, 
feeling in one direction or another that it was fairly balanced with everyone there, which isn't actually true when you looked at the vote count. That's not the way it turned out. Why do you think it's being run like this? I'm really kind of unsure. I mean, I was sort of confused at the May 9th meeting. Like, I, It's really the first time that I've gone to one of the bike lane meetings, so it was kind of eye-opening for me. I didn't really understand the level of resistance towards bike lanes, so I was probably pretty naive. So they pull in people like the police, they pull in the firemen, they come in uniform and they talk about, you know, safety, that if we lose a a lane in the street, then that's going to affect the time that they can reach you and all of these things. And I was like, I just wasn't prepared for that at how manipulative I think it's being done. But I just can't, like, bigger picture, I really can't believe that there's this sort of, like, there is, there's, like, this um, calculated way of trying to shut down bike lanes, which I find fascinating. And I don't really understand it. Do you know more than I do on the history of why there's such opposition to what seems so simple to me? I think, you know, it's like telling people that they are going to put their refrigerator 10 more feet from the couch. Yeah, and it's like the all that argument over if you have to wait a few more seconds at a stoplight, I just... I, I don't believe it. And then if I think about myself, if I commute in a car and there's a street that's really horrible to travel down, are you going to keep going to that same street or are you going to find another way to get there? Maybe you'll find another way to get there. And then if we do have more bike lanes, maybe we... I, I feel like I've been commuting in L.A. for like 20 years on my bike. And I feel like what's happening right now, we're on the kind of like this cusp of this change. There's more and more people on bikes at all times, right? Go down Sunset in the morning and you're, you start to see more and more people really commuting by bike. So the more we build this infrastructure of bike lanes, I think we're going to encourage more and more people to ride. And overall, isn't that a... We live in a state with the most perfect weather for bike riding. The average commute in Los Angeles is a bikeable distance, Think about what we could do if we really got more people out of their cars. I don't understand the resistance. Have you been practicing this? No. The speech? No. <laughs> it's a good speech. No. Are you going to speak tonight? They don't, they're not letting anyone speak. Didn't you know? You can't speak tonight. You can write a question on a, on a piece of paper, and those were already collected, and they're just answering the questions, but there's no speaking from the public tonight. Now... You're a teacher, right? Yes. And does this remind you of things that teachers do, like what Gil, what Sadia is doing? Yeah, it was a, it was a very measured way of trying to make sure that there was no voice heard from the audience. Clearly, is that good teaching? No, of course not. And it's like it's not democratic at all to let the discussion like happen. It's it's not democratic. So, what would you like to see? Bike lanes everywhere in L.A. (laughs) Students. We have so many students. There's from the Sotomayor campus alone, there were four students hit on the way to school this last year. That's unacceptable to me. Um, My own son is a fixie rider. Uh, It's just there's so many schools in this immediate neighborhood as well. I just, I, I think it's something that just, it benefits a community and it definitely helps protect our young people. Karen Croner, mother, teacher bike advocate, activist. And I ride 120 miles a week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Joe Linton, Cyclovia organizer and head writer for Streets Blog LA. I'm really disappointed. I mean, Cidio build this as like where we could have our voice heard and there, were, there was all the communication was one way. 
the city staff, the councilmen um, spoke at the audience, and uh, I think it was really disrespectful. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's really clear that Cidio opposes this project. Um, he, he's organizing petitions against it. He's organizing calls against it. Um, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's time for bicyclists to organize back and to um, make it clear that we're not going away, that we care about safety for, for everyone, for people who walk, for people who drive, um, for people who ride bikes, obviously, for people who take transit, and, and, that, and that we need... Um, we need Los Angeles to take this seriously, and we need this councilman to take this seriously. And what's going to happen from here? Do you think that he's going to be able to just say no? Well, I think he's going to continue to delay, and I, I think we need to make—I think we need to make it clear to him that I, I think cyclists need to make it clear to him that uh, that that tactic is going to cost him politically, and uh, that that we need to be. Not threatening, but we need to be in his face and and uh, showing him that that we're not, you know, we're we're going to continue to organize. He's an organizer. He's stuck up for for immigrants, for working class families, and I think it's it's really disappointing that he's siding against them on on this project. That he's delaying while while you know unsafe car centric conditions prevail on on this street on North Figueroa. Uh, it's exciting to see lots more people bicycling in Los Angeles, to see plenty of facilities. But I, but I feel like in, in contrast with New York, where I was living for a year and a half, L.A. does not respect you know, transit riders, does not respect pedestrians, does not respect bicyclists, does not care about public safety on streets. New York is pushing for vision zero. L.A. is pushing for fast cars and dead kids vision. Um, yep. <laughs> That's a good note to leave it on. Midnight Riders founder and Wolfpack Hustle organizer Don Ward, a.k.a. Roadblock. The meeting was a total shit show. Basically, it was Gil Cedillo filibustering about 300 people who came out because he was, I mean, the guy robocalled thousands of people, you know, sends a robocall, tells, tells all the community to come out. The community comes out, but it, of course, is mostly uh, pro-bike lane people. So then he just sits there and he spends 50 minutes introducing his staff, talking about his political career. I walked out around 50 minutes or an hour and just left because all it was was a filibuster. He didn't want to hear from the community. He didn't, you know, he was expecting his people to come out more in force, but they're not. The people that are coming out are us. So he needs to change his attitude and and start uh, warming up to the people that actually do come out. We're the ones that are, in, that are concerned and involved citizens. You know, his other people aren't coming out, so time to listen to us. Yeah, so, well, so that's your advice to him is to, uh, yeah. you, you guys can be the change that he wants, that he seeks? Yeah, guess what, Gil Cedillo? I just came to two events here at Franklin High School to, you know, to your calling. And... Each time I've seen, actually three events now, and each time I've seen more bike-friendly people there than anybody else. So the people that are actually coming out and participating are us. So it's time, you know, it's just it's time for you to, to switch sides. I think it's time. He's, I think he maybe even is kind of realizing that. Because, you know... Uh, 
just the way he was talking, I don't know. I saw him walking up the stairs right now, and I asked him a question, you know, and he stopped and he, he answered, you know. And normally the last couple of times that I've seen him, he just kind of ignores people, but this time he was like, you know, maybe we're chipping away at him. I don't know. Joseph Brayali, owner of the Flying Pigeon Bike Shop at 3404 North Figueroa Street in Highland Park. I'm one of the people who uh, came to the, I, had the, I held the founding meeting for Figueroa for All in my bike shop back in 2011, and I've been advocating for bike lanes on Figueroa with the people at the bike oven and the cycling community in Northeast L.A. since 2008, 2009. And what happened tonight? Tonight was an abuse of Gil Cedillo's privilege as a council member. He called us all to have a meeting and uh, wasted two hours of everyone's time and came to no decision. This was really... A, a, a terrible thing that he did to this neighborhood. Um, to the people both in favor and against the bike lanes because it, it wasted a lot of human effort and energy to get people to show up tonight and have nothing come of it. But what's your strategy now? You had some thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think that the only thing that the council office, and I can see there's some give on his part to discuss safety and crashes on Figueroa, um, but I think the only reason why that's happened is that we were able to get the attention of the mass media, the mayor's office, and... Um, and uh, also to show that we have enough political power as a group to come together in the evenings, make sashes, make T-shirts, hold bike rides and rallies, fundraise, collect petitions, and that we are going to be a real electoral threat to anybody in this district in 2017 that doesn't support livable streets. And now his tune has changed. Now it's not all about traffic congestion. Um, the problem that I have is that I am tired. I am physically ill. I am neglecting my responsibility to my family and my business by doing all this work. And... Gil Cedillo can do this for the next 12 years. He has a $160,000 budget. He has millions of dollars coming from backers uh, to run his campaigns. He has 20 staff, district staff, city hall staff, the power of all the years in the Senate and Assembly. And I'm sick now. I have a congestive problem and my congestion problem that's been with me for three weeks. And I, wanna, I want it to be over. I want... I want to have an answer, either yes or no. Although I'll tell you this, from today forward, we're going to make a political action committee and we're going to get organized. Here you'll hear City Council Member Gil Cedillo himself as he starts recording me with his cell phone. I had about 20 seconds. This is Nick Richard from the Bike Talk. There you go, Nick Richard from Bike Talk. Go ahead. Hey. All right. Uh, this meeting? <coughs> making progress? Well, the consensus, honestly, was that there was not enough discussion between the, yeah, he, uh, okay. the people. But I would love to hear... I didn't mean to be too critical for the camera. No, but, no, no, that's okay. good. That's good. I want to talk to Joseph. <sighs> Arturo Chavez, Cedillo's chief of staff with Don Ward. Join us. How many people are in the city of Los Angeles? Millions. Yeah. 3.8 million people. How many people care? Us. There's more than that. Well, you guys robocalled like thousands of people, and who came out? We did. Last meeting, they scared the hell out of me. No, no. <laughs> No, nobody was scared. I got, enough, was scared. I got enough emails and calls in my office that says it's going to be like last time or next What? Really? Really? No. Why I don't believe Why do I don't you believe. ask? Why do you ask if you decide Because to I'm answer? saying that... I mean, don't ask a question if you're going to ask a question. You were the one that told me. No, no, no. You were the one that told me the lies no. that supposedly females are... Oh, you're calling me a liar now? Yes, that okay. it's, that it's you know they're what? scared to come out. You know out. what? I don't want to talk to you. There's no females that I don't come out here to be... Spike is this. Spike is this. Let's hear it. What are they scared of? What happened last time that they're so scared of? Oh, Nothing. Yeah, what was it? Nothing. Like, why do you ask me? You're going to say I'm a liar. 
You said that a bunch of females called you and said they were scared to come out. I didn't say that. You just no, did. I said people called. I didn't say you females. said females. No. Yeah. I'm not talking to Nick, you. Nick, you got that on tape, right? I got, enough, I got enough females and calls in my office that says if it's going to be like last time or next. I got enough females. I got enough females. Joseph Brayali and Arturo Chavez. However the hell that's going to happen. That's a problem. And we see that and we say... I don't want to talk to Gil Cedillo's office anymore. We want to do something about that. And if you are the conduit for that doing, whether the bike lane goes in or not, dude, you will have uh, 350 new friends in the, in the district because that's where we're at right now. I mean, I had a, I had a, a group of 50 kids at my shop the other day, 35, 35 kids at my shop the other day that, that live that experience. And they, whether the bike lane's going for them or not, aren't important, but they but need the principal some said that that's not cool. For the principal he, at this school... This that's guy not, at Franklin and the principal at Lincoln High School have both told that to kids that I personally know and I work on their bikes. I'm like, so do you guys ride to school? And they go, well, yeah, but the principal told us that well, we can't anymore because it, it's, it's, there's a liability issue. I'm like, the liability issue is you're going to be a fat, sick person when you get older. So the walking, the bike riding to school is a big concern for people here. That's not, that's not right for them to tell me. The other thing is I was going to tell you on that, we just, uh, we're working on a thing with, uh, there's a bill right now to uh, label uh, sugary drinks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've you heard about that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So we're working with them and the people was here today because we're also going to work on that because we're trying to push that too because the same thing, we have the high obesity it's really rates, high. diabetes. I mean, it's double. And they're sugaring the, all the water now and they're doing all this stuff that's really crazy. My daughter's school prevents the kindergartners from running freely on the playground. I mean, it's crazy. You know what I mean? They're, that they're these so are things of, like being liability. Like yeah, it's like parenting that nobody wants them to climb or to be on the swing or but to do anything. It's like, it's like what the they're, they're issues of personal like that, security. Uh, what was that movie with this? They're in the, uh, the Wally. Wally. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> seriously, man, it's, it is it is child abuse. It's a form of child abuse. It's a civil right for a kid to be able to or run they, like, freely with their friends. For running? Yeah, yes. They get benched for running. If a little boy goes running off on his own. That makes serious down. Like so, so, but there's a coalition of people, and when we have kids, there's a lot of people in this group that have children at these local schools, and that's an issue that it would be great if someone in the city hall would work with someone at LAUSD with Bennett Kayser, who's in charge of this area. Yeah, Bennett's a good guy. Because I've gone to his office in person about it, and I never got a response, I never got a call back or an email, and they're working on whatever their district business is. This type of stuff is kind of left up to the local principals and school staff, and they have these long-standing policies that are on the books about playing, about physical activity, about walking and riding your bike, skateboarding to school. And we need to get active on well, that. Well, I think, I think that's a good program. I mean, I think you need to be able to get people more active on stuff. And, that, and it's a zero-dollar kind of thing. Finishing the kids is kind of off the wall. I agree with you. Well, what well, we really need is... Well, the only time that they have to run, then they go, you're benched. Like, I was observing at Murchison. It's screwed up. It, this is, this that's is in when East I was, That's in Weezer. Well, Weezer's no, no, but I'm just saying, like, I was at Loretto and Murchison. But, yeah. I mean, they use the benching, like, or you're going to stay in for recess to finish work. And I'm like, no, because they need to be active. They only have a limited time. We're talking about five, six, and seven-year-olds. That are so they're they're like bread and butter local politics, quality of life, human health issues. That there's a coalition of people that want to work on. We don't want to go to your office and have some crazy guy yelling at you about bike lanes because that doesn't end up anywhere positive for us. No, I appreciate that. Look, you know, we've always respected your opinions and stuff, and you're a great guy. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. We've talked a yeah. bunch of times. But let's let's and get something have, like that done together. And I don't blame you personally because yeah. I know your name comes up all the time. Like us, but you know, it's not you. I know that sometimes you get people that get a little, you know, yeah. a little frustrated or a little bit crazy, and I know that. But I think um, we need to have a bigger dialogue about how you're going to create a safe street to begin with. And it's just, it's just 
this again, it's, you know this that there's only so many tools that can be there, and there's, this is one. So we got to look at those things. If we can get some resources from the mayor's office, yeah, I, yeah well, there's a list of things that you we even prepared. brought up the stuff that I like, which is you know some bump outs. You need to. Do That's what we need. We need you curb need ramps, of, bump outs. Need we, need, we need better bus performances yeah, on that street. I was thinking this guy's like working the planning department, but it's yeah. like, but you but know, there's, but you had all that, and then everything kind of loses. You know, you kind of lose. You lose perspective when you start thinking about just okay. But here's another thing. It's my concern sometimes is this, is that, you know, a uh, false sense of security sometimes with just, you know, you, even in the places that we do have lanes, people are still getting hit. Yeah, people no, this, this style There's of lane... There's a little bit of more that you need to do than just... I'll tell you, you the know, truth. We have the same road width. We could flip the lane, put it by the car parking, get better bus performance out of it, and a safer lane overall. So but that's, the that's, the big, that's the big budget <laughs> option. So that's what I'm saying. You that's have the a problem. Big... We, need, we need another $3 million, $5 million to do that. And, and this project will cost 250 to a quarter, a quarter of a million to 350000 it's really cheap and it's really fast, but the same right-of-way width, you flip it and put it next to the curb. There's so few curb ramps except on this northern part of Fig that the only thing you really need is extra money for those bollards that'll protect, get the cars out of the lane on the, while they're against the curb. And that, people from Mexico City, people from Guatemala, Salvador, from Colombia, from Latin America, they'll see that and they'll go, this is like whatever city in Mexico. It's a ciclo, you know. A, a, ciclo, yeah. yeah, they... They know it, you yeah, know, and the Asians know it too because they see it in China. The, China has systems that are like that, and that's that's what this region is about. There right now. Thanks, Arturo. But Thanks, I mean, Joseph. seriously, I I, I have a, I could itemize it in a way that you can, we can find the money in the Safe Routes to School program. I know half the people that run both the state and the local Safe Routes to School programs and get some money to do this with the pedestrian improvements. I mean. And we, we can do zero budget with the schools because we have the humans to, to do the work. That's what I'm telling you. That's what we need to do. We need to have some discussion. So I don't. But how long until my kid can ride on a bike lane on Fig? That's what, she's in the first grade next year. Come on, man. <laughs> give it. She's seven. She's gonna have to ride her bike, bro. Well, my daughter's 21. She hasn't heavy. been able to ride the to That's ride either. So pounds uphill <laughs> both ways. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, guys. Thank can you, Joseph. All right, Tara. Bike trains are a new Los Angeles phenomenon. Nona Varnado, creator and conductor, explains how this bike train works and how she picks routes. When we look at routes, it's not like it's set in stone. You know, we're always kind of modifying it. One of our longer routes, they have to go on more stressful streets. They need it to be faster, otherwise they're going to be commuting for two hours. Um, so it's it's always just kind of it's more of an art and less of a science. But developing routes and making them flexible is kind of one of the strengths of what we do. Um, is there any concerns that you have with like riding in traffic? No. Okay. So when we go on the bike train, um, I'll be in front and don't feel completely comfortable just riding right up behind me. We don't want to space out too too far. In bigger groups, this can be an issue because we can have like people going on for three blocks and we want them to be really tight. Um, safety in numbers only works if you're close together. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we, we usually go through like an ABC quick check or that sort of thing just to make sure that you guys are prepared and um, have a basic understanding of writing together. Nona on Sharos. There's a negligible, like, amount of fewer accidents, mm -hmm. um, collisions, and fatalities between drivers and cyclists with Sharos. It is, it's slightly noticeable. Um, the argument is that essentially cars don't really see them. Uh, you see them, you feel better, 
that's going to give you more confidence. So arguably, a lot of the effect is going to be on the riders rather than the drivers. You know, which anything that's good is good. Nona on bike trains as a school for bike commuting. We provide a few different benefits. The first is essentially training for anyone, any adult who wants to learn how to ride a bike for transportation. Um, you know, like when you check in and you do your first commute, I can teach you how to like clear an intersection, how to deal with traffic, your positioning in the lanes, all those things that you guys already know. But if you don't already know that. Come on a bike train to learn that. So we have this thing called graduates, and when we first started, it was kind of a bummer because we get all these new riders. They show up for like one or three times. They'd make remarkable progress. They'd go from not being able to, you know, ride their bike confidently at all to just being totally self-sufficient and then ghost. What we realized was that those are people who are using us for education, and that was a great thing because now they're independent bike commuters that don't need anybody to get around. So we call them graduates. If someone isn't interested in that experience, they usually come to bike trains as like a social experience, or sometimes for a ride-in number safety. But usually, it's almost like going to like a spin class where. You do it because everyone else is doing it. You do it because it forces you to be there at a certain time. Nona on bike train technology. These sorts of groups, these sorts of riders, they're just so much more dynamic. You know, like we're more fluid in traffic. We're able to get places like. Either faster or more easily, we have so many more options. Like, think about the difference between stopping and turning around on a bike versus a car. Like, you're just more flexible. That means there's more variations. That means there's more variations in timing, in people, and everything else. So, how we're dealing with that and still being able to provide that kind of hop-on, hop-off, uh, like, like riding, is that we're developing smartphone apps. So, you know, right now a lot of people can see the beta, so they can see where the train is, and then make a judgment. But soon we're going to have an app where they just say, "Okay, it's going to be here in a minute." Oh, it's a minute behind. I can probably catch up to them. Whatever that is. And the other really cool thing that、um, I think we're going to probably beta release in the next two weeks is essentially a route suggestion. So. You put in, you know, our, our commuter survey is. You put in the zip code you start at, and the zip code you end at, and like your time.、Um, and you know, even if you don't know our routes, even if you don't know how to get there, what this will do is it'll automatically match you to see if you're close to a route, even if it's not the full thing, even if it's like, oh well, I sort of match route three, you know, between this and that. And then it can suggest it to you. And get you kind of signed up and into the process, instead of having to figure it all out. So, it starts getting into route suggestion and automation, kind of like Google. That's yeah, sounds amazing. Are you actually working on that, or? Yeah, I have a, a team of seven volunteer developers, maybe nine at this point. 
the reason why I have seven volunteer developers is because people really care about this. Nona on sponsors. We're kind of looking at some other things right now, both sponsorship as well as like grants. And we need to be able to level out sponsors that want to participate in like an event to get their logo to our audience in like the short term versus like sponsors who can help sponsor us to create our resource library and, you know, programming and stuff like that. Long term versus short term? Yeah, but also just that like you know, a lot of a lot of very easy to get sponsors um, only want to be there for a festival or have their logo on a shirt, and we need sponsorship dollars to do infrastructure. Nona on her reaction to downtown sculpture. One of my favorite things that legitimizes this whole crazy alternative lifestyle thing that I've got going on is that there my mom worked for Ernst & Young which is like one of the largest accounting firms in the world there's an Ernst & Young building right at Fig and 7th and there's a bronze sculpture of a guy in a suit holding a briefcase just sticking his head in the building like depressed I can't imagine why they would do that to their employees but every time I ride past it I'm like woohoo What's your favorite part of LA to ride? Griffith, as well as like some of those longer, more interesting, you know, going out to the west side or anything that isn't just dense traffic where you can get in some miles and see some pretty plants, that's what I like. Bonus if there's really nice asphalt or dirt. <laughs> I mean, Griffith Park was the was for me like one of the big deciding factors of moving to LA because I was like, well, no matter how dicey things get, if I can just, you know, ride my bike up this amazing thing or hang out on these trails, then that's pretty amazing. Do you want to say anything about, how do you feel about bike etiquette? I mean, like you seem to have a whole system. But really, it's just about awareness and considering other people. And I mean, the reason why there's a war between drivers and cyclists is because they don't put each other in each other's shoes and drivers aren't cyclists. Most cyclists are drivers. Um, and so really it's just about being a considerate, decent human being and understanding the laws of the road, following them. Stay out of the door zone. Are you following what's going on with my fig right now? Yeah. That was but... a very disappointing meeting last night. Oh yeah, you were there. You can find out all about L.A. Bike Trains and their roots at labiketrain.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to Programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the Archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. 
Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS feed link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkBFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.